Hey everyone, this is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. Welcome back for part two of Jessica Shanann. Last time we talked about all of her pivots from coaching business to working for startups. Now we're going to get deeper into some of the, those learnings and looking at, for example, what is it like to get to know the leadership of a startup? So I'm in the process of closing that coaching business now. And in the last three months, I've been doing contract work for another startup that the intention was to hire me on full time. Um, and I took that opportunity because, because of the leadership. The person that I was speaking to who is the CEO of this new company, I mean, I would have been employee number one. So long oh, story wow. short, I, I turned the offer down to ultimately join them full time. But I would have been employee number one. I would have had equity. Um, he would have given me everything that I asked for. And But the reason why I knew he was a good leader is multiple reasons. One, socially speaking, uh, I could see what his reputation was, not just online, but I knew people who knew him. And I could also see, like, it was the way he was interacting with me. He, he... Everybody who I saw around him really liked him. This man was able to bring together a team that he wasn't paying yet. It was like basically IOUs. What that means is he asked us to bootstrap the company with him for the first few months until he got enough funding to then pay us. Did he have to do that? No. But what I later found out was that his mentor, who happened to be the founder of Illumina, which you know, um his mentor taught him that he said, if you want to build, you know, this, a certain type of culture that they liked and, you know, really committed people, bring them in this way, see if they'll bootstrap the company with you and then pay them, you know, re, uh, reward them very well later on. Yeah. So, and I so mean, I think you're highlighting something really important that you're able to tell a future company that you may work at what their leadership is like. A hundred percent. Like okay. I have so much insight to that now. I think a lot of people don't even think about that piece uh, when they're looking at the company. It's about the offer, the money, the benefits. Uh, and you're sort of going That's beyond That's the last that. thing I look at. That's, the That's last literally thing. the last thing I look at. The last thing I talk about and the last thing I look at is, is compensation and benefits. Of course, like I... You know, I don't have a family to care for, so it's really just me. So I completely understand if that's one of the first things somebody wants to talk about. However, if you're looking at and approaching your professional career from a personal growth standpoint, for some people, talking about the financial piece and that that area is actually going to be their point of growth. For other people, what they're doing is going to be their point of growth. For other people just making the decision to go with the less comfortable position that's going to give them more growth is going to be their point of growth. You know what I mean? So um, each person is going to have their own area of looking at for their transition as their point of growth, right? So for me, my point of growth in this case was A, like making, like it was the decision making. So B, what I mean by that is Deciding whether or not to jump into this startup, deciding whether or not to jump into the thing that I'm actually jumping into now, full-time, long-term. That's my intention. Um, and why? Like this, the the whole process of decision making can be very scary and anxious. You know, it's it's an anxiety-producing activity for a lot of people. Is am I making the right decision? And so for me, 
a huge point of growth for me has been making those decisions, why I made those decisions, how I made those decisions, feeling very good about myself with the decisions that I've made, nothing to do with the result because the ultimate result actually hasn't happened yet. Of all the work that I've done the last three months and all the work that I'm about to do, like I haven't seen those results. I don't know what they're going to be, but I'm very happy with the decisions that I've made to turn down the equity, turn down the great compensation plan, you know, all that for the startup and to say yes to what you and I were talking about earlier off Mm-hmm. offline, which off was record. off the record, which is I'm now stepping into a full-time sales role that is kind of your standard sales role. And people will never, people will never um, not need sales, right? So, so that kind of role will always kind of be around somewhere. But I happened to find what I think is going to be the right company for me at the right time with the right training, the right kind of product, like all this stuff. But the point of growth for me is is a lot of that what's to come in that sales role, um, but also the decision to take what I'm going to be selling and make it my own. So I already know, like I can already foresee a lot of my growth points coming up, and that's why I said yes to this. Um, and how did you, I'm, I'm trying to think like functionally, how did you convince this new company, what was the value proposition you were bringing uh, to now do sales? That's a great uh, question. Uh, and I'm just, yeah. Right. And I, I ran into that myself. So maybe I'm, I'm projecting here, but like I have people have called me sometimes. They're like, we're interviewing, but they're like, you don't have the experience. So like, how does that, Got it. how did you just break through the walls on that one? Thank you. <laughs> I never <laughs> even thought about that. It's a great question. Um, I was really honest with where I was at, but also they could see, they could see, I I wish that they were here for you to ask them, but I think that what they saw in me was everything that they had in me is all of the soft skills and material to grow a great salesperson. Mm. You could see that. And I just know that in my bones. And that's why this, that's why this step for me is so important. And that's why saying no to the startup, it was really hard because I'm actually going for a way lower base pay, obviously higher upside because sales is based on commission and, you know, I have potential to earn there. But my first year, I do not expect to be very exciting in terms of finances. Second, third years after that, I expect to be more exciting. So you you were honest and then I was really honest. honest, And then the the, sounds like the company that you were going to also saw the value. They did. The, the, just like sort of the the value you were bringing in. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, every time I call the director of sales to ask her a question about like how things are progressing, you know, with certain aspects of the application, she's like, I want you on my team. Can't wait to have you. I hope you choose us. (laughs) It's really (laughs) awesome. It's really nice. And I'm like, whoa, never even thought about that. Um, It's really cool. It's very cool. So so I'm transitioning now into a sales role um, from doing work for another company for the last three months. And it's a startup company. It's an AI company. It's very, very intelligent people there. Um, um, that's interesting. You mentioned that you got into the sales role because, um, well, I've, I've whenever I've tried to get into different roles and different function, uh, it's almost like there's this invisible wall that exists and people are like, hey, you don't have experience in this. How did you kind of break through that wall? So you've almost genericized this whole job interviewing process to bringing that part. Oh, at least I'm the 
So if someone's trying to like get into a new job and then they don't have experience, if they just bring that part of themselves to the uh, interview, mm-hmm. um, that's that's interesting. And what helps people see that? Well, that is, part yeah. of themselves may or may not actually exist. So what I mean by that is part of what I was doing in Art of Connection is teaching people how to be that sophisticated. And what I mean by sophisticated is you could it's easier to start externally, right? So it's easier to start with clothes and posture and voice and all that confidence. And as a person uses those external tools, the internal starts to actually develop. Um, So people are always talking about working from the outside, from the inside out. I actually was working quite a bit from the outside Outside in in. and inside out both simultaneously in my coaching calls, but outside in, in terms of how they projected themselves to the world. And so if you don't really know what that is and you don't know what, if you don't know what a sophisticated person looks and feels like, you can't be one. You can't act like one. If you are one and you've never thought about it, then great. Good for you. You probably had people as you were growing up teach you these things, but not everybody had the opportunity to learn how to dress and how to interact with other people from, you know, serial entrepreneurs and designers my mom is in the fashion industry. My father was a designer. He dresses very well. My sister was in fashion as well. And she's an interior decorating. Like right now you and I are in my house. What is your feeling being here? And don't mm-hmm. make it up. Like be really honest. What's your feeling? Yeah. It, I mean, it's super comfortable. It's cozy. Um, and there is, there's just openness to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Does it feel modern or traditional? I would say it feels modern. Okay. Yeah. And there's a touch of traditionalness because I saw the Ganesha statue mm-hmm. by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your your conscious mind is actually labeling those things as traditional, but your subconscious mind and your energy, is that more traditional or is that more spiritual and connected and grounded? Right? So you probably would never label like, I just mm-hmm. said traditional or modern, right? Yeah. But you would probably never label that as traditional. You would probably label it as oh, as spiritual. Got it. Right? The Ganesh. Yes, yes, yes. So there's a level of like and, and the whole picture that we're talking about where it's comfy, it's modern, it's open, like you said, those are the words you used. Is it cleaner? Is it kind of messy and dirty? I think it's cleaner. It's cleaner. Yeah. I know. I've got stuff everywhere right now because I'm <laughs> going away this weekend. That's true. But generally it's pretty clean, right? So so this is how I want people to feel when they enter my space. And I've had the training via, fortunately, my family and the people that I grew up with and the people that I was able to interact with to be that when I step out of my house. And so when you're connecting with other people, it's all about seeing them for who they are, not from a judgmental lens, but just from a very frank, like neutral lens and bringing your best like your and maybe sophistication, if you don't like the word sophistication, it's bringing who you are into their world in a way that they can connect with. Most people on a generic basis can connect with sophistication in a way because that's what they want. But if you are like, I have a good friend, <clears throat> he's awesome. Uh, he's got tattoos all over. He's a videographer, super artsy guy, um, very smart, uh, but he will not bend himself for anybody what I mean by that is like he's him take it or leave it somebody like that could 
go into any room, walk into any room. It could be a room full of tuxedos and dresses, or it could be a room full of, um, I don't know, just sweat hats, right? And t-shirts and jeans. doesn't matter where he is. If he brings himself into those people's lives and, and that their space in a way that they can connect with, which he can, he's capable of doing, then you can create the same effect that I'm talking about. You don't have to change who you are, mm-hmm. but you get to bring everything that you are and the pieces of you that you are that you know, A, are most appealing to them and B, would be best to bring and weave that into those people's realities. Um, if you want more explanation on that, I'm happy to provide. Yeah, so I mean, this is, there's <clears> some, uh, I'm trying to kind of go back to, but you're rewinding this down a little bit now. You okay. said, are you art of connection is sort of. Art of connection and winding down, yeah. And then, okay, yeah. okay, what, what made that decision? decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, great, great question. Um, I'll be really honest. Uh, my level of patience with the work has actually diminished rather than grown. And while I see it having a huge effect on people's lives, it is real deep, complicated work. Not everybody who wants it is up for it. And so, you know, it's, it it was either a matter of me changing my clientele, which I could have easily done or I say easily, but you know, easier said than done, but I could have done that. And I could have changed my marketing to appeal to a different market. Or I said, I could take what I know and apply it somewhere else that I can learn from and grow even more skills and then decide, do I want to start a business again or do I want to work for another company? And so I decided to take the latter direction and go work for another company. Um, I think number one, it's obviously taking some stress off of me. But number two, I want to see what I can do. I want to see what I'm capable of when I'm working for a company that already has their ducks lined under row and already knows who they're serving, how they're serving them, like all the things that I mentioned earlier about starting your own business. The p- company I'm going to has that together. It'll be literally the first time in my entire career that I'm stepping into a company that has all of that together. Think about that. I'm mm-hmm. 34. <laughs> it's exciting too. It's very exciting. Yeah. And I want to see like all of the grind that I've gone through since I left college. I want to see the impact that that can have on a corporation. I also know that sales was my next step in my own personal growth. Um, And that can come in many forms. It doesn't have to be in the form of a sales role. We're always selling all the time. So I've been using my life as a kind of a stage for sales. But I just know that that, like when I have a, a higher stake in it, it's going to have a higher impact on my life. And so literally my livelihood is going to be based on <laughs> how good I do, how well I do at sales. So, so. I'm imagining now a future that's because um, the art of connection is winding down mm-hmm. and let's say, let's imagine it's closed mm-hmm. and the sales uh, role has just really excelled. So what's next? What is, what's next after? After it excels, you yeah. mean after I do really well in it? Yeah. What's, what's, after what's I kick ass vision? Yeah, exactly. Make a ton of money mm-hmm. and <laughs> Get through all the learning experiences I'm going to be able to get through. Oh, the, the, um, actually, the, those are all great things. <laughs> those are, that's actually next. <laughs> yeah, those learning experiences for ass. sure. Okay. I, I really don't know. I know that I have the bug in me to be an entrepreneur. 
Um, I just know that that's there. Well, it'll probably never go away. Um, what I'm hoping for is one of two things. Either I, I'm able to use that entrepreneurial spirit and know how to like become the best at what I do or start my own company again. It's going to be one of the two most likely, but nobody has a crystal ball. So yeah. I don't know. That's a long ways away. I mean, that I have to get, get great at sales first. That's a really good point. Sometimes <laughs> people ask me, what are you doing this weekend? And that seems like a long <laughs> way away. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else you'd want our viewers to know? Um, just cause I know your audience is, you know, it, it sounds like they're typically in transition or thinking about transition. Part of the reason why I chose sales is because number one, I've been getting feedback from people throughout the last at least four years, three, four years that I would be great at sales. I've dipped my toe in it several times, not in this way right here. I'm, I'm going all in, but I've dipped my toe in it in different ways. And I've done sales obviously for my own companies. Um, and so I've had some experience there, but when you have that pull towards something, it, there is an undeniable pull. But I say undeniable as someone who has been kind of walking that hamster wheel for a few years. It took me, let's say, two years at least to respond to this pull in sales. So I was just like trying to give an idea and a feeling of, Hey, what does it, what does it feel like? And more importantly than an idea, what does it feel like to be pulled towards something as the next step that you should take or that your heart really wants to take? And what does it look like to actually take it? For me, it looks like turning down a fantastic offer for one that's not as good on the more immediate uh, level, but hopefully embedding in the right direction and will be great long-term and even not so long-term, right? In the next two years. Um, and this is, this has happened to me many times actually in the last few years, like really since I left my dad's company, like four years ago, I left his company. Um, I feel a pull. I feel a pull. I feel a pull somewhere. I felt a pull to leave another startup, right? The one that I mentioned earlier, I felt a pull to leave my dad's company. I felt a pull to start these other co coaching companies. I felt a pull to start to go into the sales role. So as far as I'm concerned, like that's, that's how you want to make your next decisions. And also to be fair, like I've had so much transition. I think take what resonates with you from this conversation and don't take what doesn't resonate with you, but certainly don't drop everything you just heard because you disagree with one thing or two things, right? Like take what resonates with you. Cause that is the pull. Any resonation is the pull and use that to make your next decision. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think that that's really helpful as well. Um, I'm actually just digesting myself too. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time today to chat. Absolutely. All right. Great chatting with you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.